a man was standing in front of him. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a man who had just partaken of a little a little fish. Yeah. <laughs> a man who 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 had hands that had a wound in them and a side that Philip actually touched. And he said, My God. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. I have the usual crew with me here today. Jake is here. Great to be back. And Michael. Hello. And also Danny. Hi everyone. And so this past week we got into 1 Timothy chapter 2 and we were planning to focus on one verse in particular, or a couple of verses actually. These verses say 5 and 6, for there is one God and one mediator of God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And then verse 6 says, Who gave himself as a ransom for all the testimony to be born in its own times. These verses are, are pretty important because there's a, there's a lot packed in here. It's going to take us all to uh, kind of bounce off each other here to really open up all the depth that's here. But at least for me, one thing that I really appreciate about this verse is we see very clearly that the Lord Jesus is God himself. Um, when we believed, how, how was it that the Lord Jesus was able to give God's very life to us? It's because he had God's life within him, and he died to release that, to impart, impart it into us, mm-hmm. to impart himself into us. And uh, it's very good that we could have this verse and also some other verses in the New Testament to really confirm this truth because there are some people that mm-hmm. that don't believe Jesus is God Muslims for example if you're ever preaching the gospel and you talk to a Muslim it's very hard to, to demonstrate to them the Lord Jesus is not just a prophet but he's God himself amen but maybe uh, maybe I could just read two more verses uh, just to strengthen this verse, and then maybe I could pass it to, to someone else. But if you look at Romans chapter 9, verse 5, it says, Whose are the fathers, and out of whom, as regards what is according to flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. Paul said it very clearly, Christ, who is God overall blessed forever but if those two verses aren't convincing enough i do have one more for you in titus chapter 2 verse 13 it says awaiting the blessed hope even the appearing of the glory of our great god and savior jesus christ so praise the lord uh on the one hand we have these verses just to tell us clearly this is who the lord is but it, it also increases our appreciation of, of who we have living within us. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is our God living inside of us through our believing. Yeah. And so good, Jake, just to know that the one whom we love, our Lord Jesus Christ, is God and he is man. He is both. And as, as Christians, it helps us and it strengthens our faith to know these things, even to know verses. So even like this verse, it's nice because it brings out very both, very clearly. That's right. Our one God. Right. 
the man, man. Christ Jesus. So he's God and he is man. And actually it's important that we know these two because as you were mentioning, a lot of most of the heresies that are out there, usually they they neglect one of these. They overemphasize or neglect one of these. They either say that that Jesus was not God or they say he wasn't man. But the right. Bible very clearly, many verses lay out to us that Jesus was 100% God and he was 100% man. And that it's so it's so sweet to even know that Jesus, even today, right now, he's still a man. He's he's in the heavens. He's at the right hand of God, the father, but he's still a man. Jesus, he's God and he is man. You know, as a believer, we we know that our God is triune. He's the father. He's the son and he's the Holy Spirit. And we are at risk of separating these too far. And that's why we need the word of God that reminds us there is one God. Mm. Our God is triune. <laughs> he is three, one. And so when we as believers confess the good confession that Jesus is God, we are not saying Jesus is a third of God. That's right. But the Son of God is God. Jesus is the complete God. And John 1 1, it, it's very clear. It says, In the beginning was the Word. Okay, the Word there is, is Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. What a mystery. And the Word was God. This is the complete God, the eternal God, the almighty God. This one became a man. So this man, Christ Jesus, was the complete God. All of God was in this genuine man in his normal life. And it's just amazing that God would take this step, that God would decide to carry out his purpose, he would become a man. And as a man, he would share in all the experiences that you and I share. Mm -hmm. He had parents. <laughs> he had siblings. He had to, you know, listen to his parents. <laughs> he had to just grow up as a boy. He had to learn skills and even he had to be misunderstood or he was willing to be misunderstood, mistreated. This was all an expression of his genuineness. He was a genuine man. And it's a wonderful confession that today we would stand up and we would say, Jesus, he's God. Jesus, he's a man. I think it's really good. <clears throat> what Michael is talking about, I think on one aspect, on the other side, we too can, some people can get into this trap of believing that, you know, once the Lord Jesus was raised to the heavens, mm -hmm. that he somehow stripped off <laughs> his humanity, right. that he's no longer a man. But this just simply is not the case. <laughs> right. And so right. if you remember, we mentioned, um, you know, Stephen stoning 
um, in one of our previous mm-hmm. episodes. And so in that same context, in Acts 7, 7.56, it says, and Stephen, this is Stephen speaking, he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And so he's in the heavens. He's still the Son of Man. He still yeah. Yeah. has his humanity. He came as a man wow. and he never has, has lost that humanity. Wow. Yeah. And so another verse is in John 20, um, Thomas says, he says, I don't remember exactly the context of that verse. Maybe my uh, fellow brothers can fill in a little bit. But he says, my Lord and my God. Yeah. yeah. And so we can... And, s- yeah, sorry. And a man was standing in front of him. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a man who had just partaken of a little a little fish. Yeah. <laughs> a man who, who, who had hands that had a wound in them and a side mm-hmm. that yeah. Philip actually touched. Yeah. And he said, my... God, yeah. wow. Yeah, and even even Jesus himself, when he was there, when he was with, when he had been captured, arrested, and he was before the high priest, and they were accusing him of all these things, Jesus says in Matthew 26, 64, Jesus said to him, you have said rightly, nevertheless, I say to you from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. So even when the Lord comes back, not only is he a man in the heavens now, but when he comes back, he's coming back as a man. That's right. And this is so important that this wasn't just a temporary thing that God did. It's like, hey, I'm going to put on humanity. I'm going to you know, go through what you guys go through. And then, okay, I'm going to go back to just being how I was, and then, you know, it's like, I'm going to just strip off my humanity, and I'm back to being God. It's like, he remains God, but forever he's also a man. That's right. He is just like you, just like me. He is a man, but he is God. If you fast forward all the way to the end of the Bible, it's really amazing. Revelation chapter 1, John, he's seeing a vision from the Lord, and he hears a voice And he turns to look at the one who's speaking to him. And it says, There is in the midst of of these seven golden lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment reaching to the feet and girded about at the breasts with a golden girdle. Revelation, we would all agree, this is the, the end of everything. The Lord is tying up all of the loose ends of everything that he's been accomplishing throughout all time. And even then, when God is concluding this, this book that he's, he has written with himself and man and accomplishing his eternal purpose, even mm-hmm. then, he's still the son of man caring for the churches. And not just for the churches generally, but the book of Hebrews says that he's even our, our great high priest who can be touched with the feeling of our weaknesses. How can he be touched with the feeling of our weaknesses? Because he's not just God who's never, uh, who's never suffered tiredness or weakness. God is not weak, yet as a man, he became weak. As a man, he, he can be touched. Uh, even today, he can still be touched with all the feeling of our weaknesses. Yeah. And that ties in really well, I think. Um, it's because the Lord 
went through all these things and he came to be a man. You know, he, he's experienced all the things we're experiencing. I mean, obviously it's, it's in different times, but all the emotions, sadness, anger, you know, all these different things, except he did it without sin. And this is what qualified him. Yeah. You know, he gave himself as a ransom for all. And this is what qualifies him to be the mediator, as it says in verse five. Yeah. And so I think it's really amazing to see this. Maybe we could talk about this aspect of this verse as well. Yeah. If he, if he was not a hundred percent God and he was not man and he did not give himself accomplishing redemption, he could not be the one mediator. This is the one mediator of God and man. Isn't this wonderful? We have a mediator or even the word mediator. Another thing could be the go between that he has now made the way for us to be able to come and go to God without, without him, without what he has done. We'd have no way, no way to come to God. Right. Even in John 14, he says, I am the way I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the father except through me. So if he did not come, and even put on humanity and die for our redemption, we would have no way. That's right. But we have a way. And he is our mediator. He's the one mediator. That's so good. And we don't need another mediator. And another verse that has the same kind of feeling, uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, says, My little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate mm. with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So as our mediator, he is our advocate. He's the one, you know, like Danny used the word for mediator, he's the go-between. He's also the one who comes alongside and he takes care of our case. Mm -hmm. He gave his life as a ransom. Yeah. You know, None of us can say we have not sinned. Actually, we're all sinners. Every one of us is a yeah. sinner saved by grace. And it's based upon the Lord's redemptive death and our acknowledging there is one who has the full qualification to go to God and also to come to man. Mm -hmm. You know, if, 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 if we, as sinners had to go to God, we would be consumed. Mm -hmm. And if God had to come to sinners, he would consume us. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> there, there's only the way through the mediator, right. through the Lamb of God, through the God-man Jesus Christ, who has the full qualification as the one God, the eternal God, the complete God, and the perfect man coming to live a human life, to die a wonderful death on the cross, solving all the problems that stood between us and God. And today we need to say, Jesus Christ is the righteous. Yeah. He's righteous. His death, God accounted as the, the, the right price or the, the right price for all of God's righteous requirements. You know, I, lo I love that word advocate because you know, what that means is, is someone is speaking on our behalf and it makes it so 
practical and so experiential because I don't know about you, but I know I have felt sometimes in my experience, like I can't come to God Mm -hmm. because, you know, God is righteous and we're sinful, sinful human beings. So it's like, if a God of righteousness and I'm sinful, it's like, we're like an antithesis is of each other. You know, it's like, how can Mm -hmm. we even do, do anything? But like Michael was talking about, we have this meteor, we have this advocate. Mm -hmm. So it's like, when God looks at us, Jesus is like tapping on his shoulder, you know, Hey, you know, I died, I died for that one. I, he, he took my blood. Yeah. He's like, God's like, he's right. And so we can be in the presence of God yeah. and enjoy, enjoy everything that he has done for us and is giving to us. Amen. And so what a mercy that this is that we can see that what the Lord has gone through, what he has accomplished. And right now he's, he's sitting at the right hand of God as a man and he is our mediator. He's our advocate That's today. Right. Yeah. And so we can fully come to, to God in confidence and experience all the things, all the riches he has for us. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and you, you, you saw, you saw this matter, uh, that, you know, that the Lord is fully God and fully man. And he today is our mediator. And so, as always, we continue with our Tuesday night Bible reading at 8.30, and I hope to see you there.